Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Mind Body Mastery podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and I'm so grateful that you're tuning in once again today. And so today we've got another pain recovery story for you. Um, so I interviewed a woman named Preetha Bhatt who is very active on Steve Ozenich's TMS group. Um, she's one of the most gracious uh, members of that group, just constantly offering advice and well wishes and empathy and encouragement to anyone who is still kind of stuck in healing. And so I am so happy to bring you her interview today. Her story is so relatable, especially for those of you who have ever been um, stuck in the mind game of the diagnoses of uh, either degenerative disc disease or ruptured discs or stenosis, um, or if you've ever dealt with back spasms. She's overcome all of those um, in a relatively really short window of time, um, and so she's going to share her story today, and, um, and I really loved um, this interview because she kind of digs deep into the um, emotional stuff that comes with just being in pain and and the depression that can come from it. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm excited to share that with you guys today. But then um, before I get into the interview, I just wanted to give a shout out to the review of the week, which comes from, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce or begin to tell you who this is from, but it starts with the P and it's a lot of M's and B's and V's and B's and D's and M's. It's not an actual name. It's a, it's a, it's like someone took their hands on the keyboard and caps lock and just went with it. <laughs> so whoever you are, thank you so much. Um, they said, I love listening to Caitlin's podcasts. The discussions are so engaging and informative. I love the talk topic of mind body fitness it's relevant for me and they are all definitely worth your time oh well thank you pom <laughs> i really appreciate it <laughs> and if you want to um, support this podcast you can totally leave a review on itunes it takes just a couple minutes if you have the app on your iphone i am discovering as i get through um podcasting here that um if you have an Android phone, it's a little harder to leave a review. I'm going to try and figure it out if there's a way. Um, but if not, don't worry about it. Just share it with um, your friends and family and anyone you think can benefit from it. So without further ado, we'll get into today's episode. Thanks again, guys, for joining me. I think you're going to love it. So I'm here today talking with Preetha Bhatt. I found Preetha through the um, TMS group on Facebook, which is Steve Ozenich's group. And I've been kind of following her journey toward recovery since she joined in the fall of 2017. She is now one of the more active members. She's always offering everybody advice and encouragement to those who are still struggling. So I thought I'd bring her on to share her own story. Preetha is a full-time mom, wife, and professional researcher. She moved to the U.S. from India 20 years ago to pursue her PhD in special education. She is uh, graciously agreed to come on the show with me today. So thank you for being here, Preetha. Welcome. 
How Thanks, Caitlin. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So um, if you're ready, I'll just jump right into questions if that's okay with you. That sounds good to me. Okay. So, so I kind of bring people on here who are in all stages of recovery, um, in their, in their pain recovery journeys. And so, um, from what I understand and what I remember from the forum, your pain journey started about four years ago or so. Can you kind of just tell our listeners about what you went through, um, and what was going on in life at that time? Yeah, so my main TSMS symptom was muscle spasms in my low back. And I've experienced low back issues on and off while traveling and sitting for a long time. And I used to think it was muscle strain or weak back muscles. And I kept ignoring it because I could still go about my daily activities. Mm-hmm. The critical incident happened four years ago when we went to California to adopt our child. And it was interesting because there was no physical trauma or accident. Mm -hmm. I did not fall. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. I just woke up in the hotel with pretty bad low back pain. Mm -hmm. And I convinced myself it was because of an uncomfortable mattress. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the priority at that time was to take care of the baby. So I didn't have any time to rest or get any treatment Mm -hmm. for the next few months. And then I reached a point where I couldn't get through my work there. And I decided to get treatment. So I got some diagnostic tests done, you know, x-rays, MRIs, and the diagnosis. Actually, I should say diagnoses Mm -hmm. that were given to me were ruptured disc at L5-S1, mm-hmm. degenerative disc disease, and mild stenosis. Mm. And all this came as a big shock to me. And I was very depressed because I was told there's no physical cure mm-hmm. and I would have to live a life of chronic pain. Wow. So I thought I was doing the responsible thing. And I decided to get treatment. So I went for physical therapy, cortisone shots, chiropractic adjustments, pain medicines, heat, eyes, and I even used an inversion chair to go upside down. Oh, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing worked. Yeah. So the last straw that really broke my back, Mm -hmm. you know, literally and figuratively, (laughs) was a treatment called radiofrequency ablation. Where the doctor burned the nerve endings near my spine, and I reacted very badly to that treatment. Mm. I had searing muscle spasms and nerve pain that left me homebound and disabled for several weeks. And this was exactly last year at this time. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah, I could sit only for a total of six minutes a day. Wow. So you can imagine how restrictive my life was, and I had no choice but to work from home. Uh, Luckily, my boss was very understanding. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine all this affected every aspect of my life, and I was in very deep depression. Mm -hmm. I had thoughts of suicide, and I used to pray for death every night. And I used to wake up feeling so disappointed. Uh, My... My friends stopped including me, and my family members started doing things without me. 
And all this affected my self-image as a wife, mm-hmm. employee, and most importantly, as a mom. Mm-hmm. And all this was before I knew about EMS. So I participated in chronic pain forums. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought I could get some support that way. So I went to them. Mm-hmm. And one person from that forum suggested I read Dr. Sarno's Healing Magazine. Oh. So I bought it and I read the introduction. Uh, but I rolled my eyes and I thought it was BS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, clearly I wasn't ready. Yes. And, you know, I, I forgot about that book. I put it away. Yeah. And But five months later, I was still feeling depressed and hopeless. And by this time, you know, I was tired of conventional medical treatment. Mm-hmm. And I happened to type in in Google, healing back pain with your mind. Mm-hmm. And that search resulted in a YouTube video of someone who healed himself, you know, by reading Salmo's book. Mm-hmm. So I watched that video and I was fascinated and I thought, wow, I should get this book. <laughs> But, you know, something about that title was so familiar. So I went to the bookshelf and I realized I had the book. Oh, funny. And, you know, I started reading it and I literally devoured it. Mm -hmm. I saw myself on every page. Mm -hmm. And of all the crap treatments I've tried, the only thing that gave me relief and hope was the $6 book from Amazon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was really my pain journey. Yeah. And so <laughs> so you read the book, and mm-hmm. that was about a, a year ago that you read it? I couldn't say about five months ago. Oh, okay. And since then, what has, mm-hmm. what has your body been doing in response okay. to the knowledge? Okay. So let me start out by saying, for all those people who experience immediate healing after reading Sarno, Uh I feel like punching you in the face (laughs) because that did not happen for me. Oh, I know. It's so so disappointing when you hear those stories. But, but, you know, I I did feel 60% better. So, you know, I had, I had that burning nerve pain, which went away. Okay. Uh, But I, I still had a lot of work to do because I had a lot of fear to deal with, mm. and I generally have a low threshold for pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it took me two months to truly believe in the TMS diagnosis. Right. So like I said, it's been about maybe five months since I discovered Sarno's book. And it took me a while to reintroduce you know, regular physical activity. Mm. Uh, but I noticed that my depression went away. Oh. You know, as, as soon as I read the book, my depression was gone and I completely stopped thinking about suicide. Yeah. I gradually stopped all my medicines mm-hmm. and I gradually increased my physical activity. Yeah. Uh, I was hungry for more and more information on TMS. Mm-hmm. So I read and I read and I read. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in addition to healing back pain, I read The Divided Mind, mm-hmm. uh, also by Sarno, The Great Pain Deception by Steve Zanich, mm-hmm. uh, Rapid Recovery by Fred Amir, oh, yeah. and uh, The Meaning of Truth by Nicole Sachs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say these four individuals were instrumental in my recovery. Yeah. Sarno, Steve, Fred Amir and Nicole, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful to them for giving me back my life. Wow. 
Uh, but somewhere along the way, I realized that I was reading more than actually doing the work. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe about six weeks ago, I watched a video by Joe Tunyon about his recovery. Mm-hmm. And that spurred me to take action. And I picked it up a notch. I also talked with Fred Amir and had two sessions of coaching with him. And that really accelerated my recovery. Yeah. And he said I was doing so well that I don't have to continue with the coaching and I could progress on my own. Yeah. So uh, current state, I'm essentially symptom-free. Awesome. I'm completely off all medicines and conventional treatment. Uh, I'm still dealing with some muscle atrophy because, you know, it's been so long since I've use my muscles properly. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting back my flexibility and range of motion. So I've joined the gym. Awesome. I'm exercising every day and learning how to swim. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say I'm making pretty good progress. Awesome. Oh yeah. so exciting. And thank you. <laughs> so now did you do you feel like the whole adoption process was the trigger for your pain, or did it go deeper than that? Yeah, that's very interesting. I think there was a lot of stress at work, you know, four years ago, mm-hmm. and I never really addressed it. You know, I was a supervisor at that time, and it was very stressful. Yeah. Uh, the adoption journey was very stressful and unpredictable, and I think that really was the main trigger for me. Yeah, I also don't have any family here in the U.S., and I think subconsciously I was terrified of raising a child oh, yeah. with no social support. So I think all of these things came together and yeah. it was the perfect it was the perfect storm. Yes. Now did your um husband was he kind of with you on this whole journey and did he support you when you started discovering TMS and the mind body connection? Yeah, so when I discovered Sarno, I told my husband and my mom about TMS. They were very supportive of me, and they encouraged me to let go of all my medical treatments mm-hmm. and focus completely on the TMS path. Awesome. Although, after a couple of months, I sensed that my husband seemed a little impatient for me to recover. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So... And I know that we shouldn't be watching the clock and tracking our pain levels. So I had him watch Joe's video. And I think that really helped. But, you know, overall, they were extremely supportive to me. Good. Awesome. And so being that you didn't have the immediate book cure, um, (laughs) did you find that there was anything that kind of kept you from healing and, and what were... What were the things that kind of held you back? Oh, like you mean some of the challenges? Yes. So I think my main challenge was dealing with the fear of the symptoms. Yes. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not there as much now, but, you know, at that time I was terrified about having the symptoms come back. Yes. The other challenge was resuming physical activity. Absolutely. So, I took baby steps. I gradually increased my range of activities. And for me, that graduated progression helped me rather than just jumping into something. Yes. So, for example, I used to get symptoms when I sat in the recliner at home. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I had to decondition myself. And in the beginning, I sat for five minutes. Mm. And then I gradually increased the time, you know, by five minutes every day. And now I can sit for an hour or more, you know, without a problem. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm still working through some of that. but. I think baby steps was the key for me. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah, it takes a lot of patience, you know, to deal with the fear that comes with those symptoms because when it hurts, it just triggers that, that fear immediately. And it takes a long time to get rid of that, I think, for a lot of people. So you're not alone. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, so do you find that you ever, um, like get, pretty severe like TMS flares and when you do um, how do you deal with it do you journal do you meditate like what are your your go-to treatments yeah that's a good question so since discovering sarno my flare-ups have been very mild mm-hmm. you know it's been maybe a few twinges here and there you know, it, it, it's as if my subconscious mind is reminding me that it's you know, it still wants to be in charge. Right. So <laughs> I haven't had any major setbacks, but during those times, the first thing I do is I reflect on what's bothering me. Yes. So I try to focus on the psychological. And I can usually find the triggers. Yes. Um, so besides reading the TMS books, I watch TMS success stories every day. Uh, I do guided meditation every day to calm my nervous system, mm-hmm. you know, just to bring about that balance. I constantly visualize myself as healthy and visualize doing activities without a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set goals for myself for physical activities, and I reward myself when I reach or exceed those goals. Awesome. Um, and then I yell at my subconscious mind, you know, <laughs> if I have my <laughs> uh, But at the same time, I comfort my inner child, yes. you know, just to promote that feeling of safety and security. Yes. Um, and I'm fairly active in a couple of TMS forums, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I received a ton of great support and perspectives from a lot of people, mm-hmm. including Joe and Chris. Um, more of self mm-hmm. and you know like you mentioned most importantly i follow nicole sack's journal speak approach yes. which has been incredibly helpful for me yes now so yeah it's a combination of techniques yeah i love it <laughs> I, i've done all of those things and i continue to do those things um and so um out of curiosity um mm-hmm. now you have a young daughter she's four years old right now Yes, she is. Okay. Now, since discovering all of this work, do you find that you parent any differently than you did before? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm doing a lot more things with her now. And I think I'm becoming a more prominent parental figure in her life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going out with her and I'm doing things with her. Uh, I take a more active role in her learning, you know, at daycare. Mm. Uh, I I practice soccer with her. I play tennis with her. So she's seeing uh, the improvement in me, and she's very, very excited. Yeah. So one of the goals I've set for myself is, you know, I'm going to take her for a movie. So 
one of my problems is used to be, you know, sitting for a long time. Yeah. And I promised myself and I promised her that I would take her to a movie theater. Oh. So we are both looking forward to that and we are very excited. Awesome. And it's going to happen soon. Good. <laughs> Does she have a movie in mind that she wants to see? <laughs> Oh, she likes all different movies and anything that's animated. So we find something like that. Yeah, yeah, there's always one. (laughs) (laughs) So um, looking back, how how big of a role do you feel like your childhood played in the development of your TMS? Oh, you know, I think I had my first TMS symptom when I was 10. Wow. I was a very overweight child. I think I was one of the fattest kids in my class. Oh. And yeah, I I was a victim of childhood bullying and I never confided in anyone. I never told my parents about it. And my strategy was always to suppress and to deny. Mm-hmm. So I had my first migraine at- attack when I was 10 years old. Wow. So I think all that childhood bullying had a very deep impact on me. Yes. So, yeah, it was traumatic for me. And, yeah, so I think, yeah, it did affect me quite a bit. And um, with regards to kind of healing the wounds of your childhood, did you find Mm -hmm. that there were any activities that you did that helped to kind of integrate those experiences? Was it more mostly journaling for you or was there anything else that you did? You know, I've always been into physical fitness. Mm-hmm. I started playing tennis when I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. And I think that was an excellent outlet for me. Yes. So when I started playing tennis, I found that my migraine attacks just stopped. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. And maybe I was able to let out all that frustration in some way. Yes. So... I continued that, you know, I continued playing tennis pretty much all my life. Oh. I, you know, as I grew older, I joined a gym, I did high-impact aerobics. So I think physically being active has always helped me, yeah. in addition to those other techniques that I mentioned. Awesome. <laughs> and so um, just a few more questions. Um, mm-hmm. Are there, so, you know, you kind of do a lot of mentoring in the TMS um, Steve Ozenich's group on Facebook and in Nicole's group. Um, what are some of the biggest things that you see people getting stuck with, with regards to TMS and their, their own pain journeys? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And I think I, I've been a victim of all that. Myself. Right, right. And not believing in the TMS diagnosis. Yeah. So if I were to give advice, I would say you have to believe in the PMS diagnosis. That's a fundamental requirement. I also think it's critical to follow Sarno's advice on stopping conventional treatment Mm -hmm. and not participating in conventional chronic pain forums. Uh, That's not beneficial at all. And I would say my main advice is don't give up. You have to take a stance of empowerment and keep up the motivation to recover because it will happen. Yes. Awesome. And so um, looking forward, are you, Mm -hmm. do you have any plans for the future aside from, I know you said the movie, but any like travel plans now that you're feeling better or anything else coming up in life that will bring you joy? 
thinking of travel. I'm wondering if I can say something, Caitlin. Sure. So I know as part of my DMS journey, I guess, you know, I was trying to reflect and get closer to my true personality. And upon deep reflection, I realized something about myself. I hate traveling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it with every fiber of my being. Oh, I get that. <laughs> but, you know, I never knew that about myself. I always thought of myself as adventurous and yeah. well-traveled and very cool. Yeah. But the, the reality is I hate the long wait time. Yeah. I hate the crowds, the fatigue that comes with the traveling and all the work that goes into it. Yes. And that realization was so shocking to me. Yeah. And I was really ashamed to admit this to anybody, yeah. especially my family members who love traveling. Yeah. So, you know, it got me thinking, was my pain serving me a purpose? Was it getting me out of situations yes. that require traveling? After all, you know, the onset happened while I was traveling. Wow, that is so, <laughs> so brilliant. That's such a so wonderful... now, <laughs> yeah. now that I know this, I could work through it and process it. And I could journal about it and think about how best to handle situations when I have to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, yes, you know, um, long term, one of my goals is to travel, uh-huh. but to make it fun. Yeah. You know, it's very important to me to travel on my own terms. Yes. <laughs> so I want to do things that I like. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes, definitely traveling is <laughs> part of it. Uh, I want to take my child to Disney. Oh. Uh, I want to go on a cruise because I've never been on a cruise before. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, yeah, all that is part of my long-term plan. Beautiful. <laughs> way, to, way to push through your resistance, you know. I think it's uh, Oh, definitely, wonderful. yeah. So, And that was a, such a cool realization. I think, um, yeah, you made me reflect on my own experiences with travel. And I would always have pain come up um, on long trips. And, you know, traveling is kind of a hassle. And I would always need, like... <laughs> two days of recovery and um now that you mentioned that i don't think i, I love travel all that much either <laughs> and you know once i once i realized that i think my pain level went down yeah close to a zero i think you know that made me feel so much better yeah <laughs> wow so cool now um Backing up just a little bit, um, so were there any physicians throughout your experience that were recommending any drastic treatments like surgery? Did that ever come up? You know, I'm going to start out by saying that I have the utmost respect for medical doctors, but in my case, I ended up feeling worse after every medical treatment I received. And I think the main frustration was, you know, the main frustration that I experienced was due to the doctors telling me that I have to live a life of chronic pain and that I may not be able to do all the things that I used to do, like playing tennis. And they also scared me about, you know, bending from my waist Mm -hmm. and twisting my spine. And because of all of their advice, I led a very restricted life for nearly four years. Uh, And they they were surprised that I was experiencing so much pain Although my MRI looked so much better than other patients. Mm. 
So they did not offer me any good solutions, and I was not I was not a good candidate for surgery. Yeah. Uh, my last pain management doctor said, the only thing we can do for you is prescribe gabapentin. Oh. And that's a medicine that's prescribed for nerve pain. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I gratefully accepted it because I was so desperate. Right. Uh, so, yeah, overall, my experience with the medical world has been pretty negative. Yes. Now, um, was it hard for you to get off of the gabapentin? And did your symptoms increase when you started to taper down on your medications? You know, I thought I would, but uh, I gradually weaned off because you cannot stop gabapentin right. overnight. Right. So, yeah, with every, with every decrease, I felt I was feeling better. Yeah, so that was very interesting interesting yes. to me. So that reinforced to me that it was not a structural thing. Right. That, you know, it was definitely TMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I've been completely off the medicines. I'm going to say for two months now. Wow, awesome. And, yeah, I, I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, that is such, that's such a relief when you can get to that yes. place. Absolutely. So um, did you um, find that there were any symptom imperatives for you after your back pain kind of got better and your depression went away? Was there anything new that came up for you? Yes. <laughs> in, in, in fact, I remember when I first read Healing Back Pain by Sarno, mm-hmm. the next day I was assaulted, and I'm using that word, assaulted, with the worst attack of laryngitis. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't talk for 10 days. Wow. It was as if my subconscious mind was forcing me not to talk yes. and confront anybody. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but no, since since I talked with Fred Amir, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that was maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. I've been dealing with early morning insomnia. Oh. So, you know, I would, I would, I get up at like 3.45 or 4 and I can go back to sleep. Yeah. And also elbow pain in my right arm. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like the subconscious mind is trying a few different things to get my attention. Yes. But no, I'm not. I'm not paying attention to it. I played tennis yesterday. Oh, good. And so there was. Was there any part of you when the elbow pain came on that tried to blame it on tennis playing? (laughs) Oh, not at all. I knew it was. I knew it was TMS because uh, this was before I started playing tennis. You know, my elbow started hurting, and again, there was no physical trauma. There was no accident. I didn't hit it. Nothing hit me. Yeah. So I knew it was TMS. Yeah. <laughs> so I just laugh it off yeah. and I I just go about my activities. Wow, <laughs> cool. So now do you feel like in the future, if you were to get a pain anywhere, do you think you'll ever slip back into that fear of the physical or will you kind of always hold true that whatever life throws you is going to be helped with TMS knowledge? You know, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say, yeah, there, there might be some fear because I'm still slightly dealing with it. Yeah. But, you know, this knowledge has been so beneficial to me mm-hmm. that I'm going to fall back on all my techniques that I mentioned, mm-hmm. like the relaxation, the journaling, the visualization. Yeah. But I think there's no going back now. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fully committed to the PMS path, and I think I'm armed with all this critical knowledge. Yes, awesome. Well, Preeta, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap things up? No, Caitlin, thank you so much for having me, and I think. Anybody can recover. If I can recover, anybody can do it. Yes, absolutely. I think that's why Steve Ozenich's story is such a powerful one because his was like the worst of the worst symptoms. And if he can recover, anyone can. If you can recover, (laughs) anyone can. It just, yeah, you got to believe it. So awesome. Well, thank you again for sitting and chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, guys. So that's our show for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, um, if you want to join me on Facebook, you can always join our group, which is the Mind Body Masters group. Mind Body is one word. And you can also email me directly at mindbodymasterypodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you've got a success story that you'd like to share with us on the show, please, please, please let me know and give me a, drop me a line somehow, either, um, via email, you can email the previous address that I just listed, or you can email that story to mindbodymasters at gmail.com. And so I'll put links to all of that in the show notes and, uh, and yeah, Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next week.